Welcome back to the Drone Day Recovery Podcast. I'm Mike. Hey, and I'm Kevin. On this week's podcast, we talk about everything from the comments you've left on our, on our channel. Uh, but the big question that we unpack is whether the market is too saturated for me if I'm just getting started. And what kind of analysis can I do to figure that out? So stick around. You don't want to miss it. You're already this morning on the phone trying to get a bunch of logistics <laughs> stuff figured out with the drones and stuff this morning. Huh? Yep, yep. And, been, and last night. I oh, mean. yeah. Like the last few weeks as far as like getting drones out the door was probably some of the most stressful yeah, stuff that yep. we've been dealing with. Yes, it's, it's super stressful. And I feel bad for our customers because yeah. we only, you know, but like this week or last week, you, you flew like we had drones sitting in a warehouse somewhere in, a, in another state. Yep. It's not working. We yeah, gotta have well, them shipped it out. It wasn't. It wasn't the supplier's no, fault on that nope. one. It was the shipper, like the uh, the freight uh, company, yep. wouldn't show up to pick so it up. Ready and, for pickup. Yeah. Day so, one, nothing happens. Day two, nothing happens. Yeah. It's not going to work. No. People need these drones. Yeah. Yeah. If it's like if I order something, I want it as soon as possible. And if you're sitting there for a couple of weeks, you you start getting tired of it. Yeah. But so, yeah, and and we're here's the deal. Like we grew so fast, we are shorthanded in every department. I mean, everybody has more than they can handle on their plate. Like myself, you, you know, my wife, Karen, she does the billing and stuff. And it's just us. Austin's been doing stuff like he's getting probably more than he's used to. And it's like, it's because of how fast we're growing yeah. it. And we do yeah. appreciate the support. It's oh, sincerely, like, I mean that yep. a lot. Like if you are getting into doing drone deer recovery and you're buying your kits from, you know, from the drone deer recovery.com, it's like, we want to be the best service we can yeah. to you to try to, you know, we want to help you lead you and educate you in mm -hmm. this industry. And so that's what we're, mm -hmm. you know, that's what we're here for. Although I'm sure you guys are going to be like, you know, reaching out to us. Like I haven't got much help or I've been, you know, not yeah. heard. Yeah. We get it. Yeah. Yeah. We get it. We're sorry. Um, it's a combination of working really hard to address those issues as well as, build the customer experience so that yep. it's actually smooth. So you have the information you need when you need it. Yep. Um, and it's, you know, building like right now, Mike has so much knowledge inside your head. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, figuring out how do we get that onto, uh, places where the entire team has access to answer questions yep. and remove some bottlenecks. And, and to that end, I mean, we are in the process like right now at, you know, adding three people to our team in the next two weeks. That'll be exciting because um, it, it, yeah, I, I can't wait. It's there's a lot going on. Yeah, and and this, I mean, just if we we're just like put on our entrepreneur hat for a second, uh, we, you know, I think we have the same question, Mike, that a lot of people do is like, is this drone thing going to keep growing? Is it, you know, is is it really viable? Yeah, I I think it absolutely will continue to grow, like as far as the industry of drones will continue to grow, people ask the question like, you know, is the market becoming saturated? Mm -hmm. There's 100% more drones this year than it was last year because yeah. last year was there was no market. Yeah. And then you guys started watching the videos on YouTube and Instagram, TikTok. And it's like, it gave a bunch of people, probably hundreds, maybe a thousand people, the idea of doing drone deer recovery, which is awesome. Uh, and now it starts to look like, oh my gosh, there's all these people doing it. Like, is it worth it for me to get in it as well? And I would say, absolutely. It, like Austin was saying earlier, he's like, if, if you decide to want to start to sell 
cell phones, right? Mm-hmm. Become a distributor of cell phones. Like people are still doing that, but the market is saturated, right? Yeah. Like there's enough out there. Yeah. It's like when when you see a new uh, provider come to the market, mm-hmm. like Mint Mobile, all of a sudden is mm-hmm. doing a lot of advertising. It's like how in the world do they ever think that they're going to, you know, get customers? Yeah. Who doesn't have a phone? Right. Yeah. But they're for the entrepreneur, the guy, the go getter, the you know that wants to go out and get it. It's not just drone deer recovery, right? Like you can use your thermal drone for so many other mm-hmm. things outside of just doing deer recovery. Mm-hmm. Like so, to think and, that the market is saturated, yeah. I, it's a long way from there. Yeah, and and for sure, like the you know the licensing that you you know you go to the work to get the part one hundred seven, the part one thirty seven. Um, you you're know, you're saying one thirty seven if you get into right. I'm saying all these different licenses. Um, it's a good investment because. Right now, maybe you only use it for deer recovery or oh, something yeah. else. Yeah. But there's more like over the next couple of years, what drones are able to do and the services that you're able to offer um, by being one of the first, Yo. it's going to continue to grow. And so that investment in time and licensing, um, it's going to be like, I think for, you know, something that's kind of exciting, Mike, with our company's vision of helping move the industry forward, educate, help, train, inspire, you know, like what we want to do is see thousands yeah of new businesses nope. and maybe maybe for some of you drone deer is just a launching point to a business that you build around mapping or photography yep. or yeah yeah because like you get start getting into like lidar i, I know that the m30t oh. isn't really built for lidar but you know get started in the drone industry is going to open Mm -hmm. it up Mm -hmm. for so much more Mm -hmm. down the road Mm -hmm. like what you might be able to get into if if you start getting about a bunch of flight Mm -hmm. flight time doing deer recovery with the m30t and then you know decide down the road that you know somebody approached you about doing lidar and mapping and that type of stuff that's a whole different ball game because when you start going and talking to big mining companies where you know they're gonna you know excavate this 200 acre hill like Start doing some lidar on st- on that stuff. There, I'm, yeah. People people don't understand. Yeah. Um, wh- and and then what what about drone delivery probably coming in the future? No, that like there's seriously yeah, no, there's seriously right. programs right now that UPS is running, uh, in Florida I believe it is on using drones to do mm. you know delivery. They're gonna need pilots to do that stuff. Mm-hmm. So well, one thing that I would uh, I would I was asked yesterday on a phone call. What's something that you would tell you know people getting started in this business? And I would tell you, I think if if you're a you know a drone pilot, you do deer recovery, you do another thermal service or drone service. Really, part of your job, honestly, because we're so early in the curve of drones becoming mainstream and being adopted, yeah. part of your job is to be an educator. Yeah. Um, like Mike, I it's what you do. Even now, you know, hunters call. They've seen videos, but they don't understand how yeah. it works. Yeah. You know, there's uh, the the aspect of educating people because it's a whole new world. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like if, if you, you know, watch the videos and you educate it yourself, you're going to come across hundreds, probably a thousand people that are going to ask you the same question. Like, mm-hmm. how long after a deer is yeah. shot can you, yeah. you know, find it with the thermal? And so everybody that's in this game right now, you know, from Wisconsin to Florida to um, New York, to Oklahoma or Texas or other parts of the states, they are getting asked the same question yeah. that, as I am. Mm-hmm. So you, as a drone pilot, mm-hmm. are educating everybody else yeah. that's around you. Yep. So and you got to see you got to see that as uh, you know, building trust is so important right now in this industry because if for the first time somebody hires you to come do a mat, uh, you know, a, a roof or yep. inspect their property for 
you know, um, a, der- a deer count or whatever. It, just you providing herd analysis, herd analysis yep. providing um, education on what to expect, how it works, yep. um, and maybe even doing some demonstrations for free or, or just showing people. Oh, oh, I definitely, I definitely believe that there, there, you will have to do some certain, some certain, certain missions for free to show them how good mm-hmm. the technology works. Like mm-hmm. I was just thinking while you were telling me that, like, um, I, I believe that most insurance agencies for their adjusters and contractors and those types of guys will have a drone, uh, in their truck or car to do inspections. Mm-hmm. So let's say, you know, big storm goes r- through. I just heard there was a tornado that went through Tennessee last week. Like that's sad, but like a bunch of that mm. inspection work can be done with drones. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yep. You have a, uh, yeah, yeah. There's, there's, it's really, we get to be pioneers in a whole new industry. Yeah. I, I just had a guy call me the other day and he was talking about using drones inside of a, uh, power plant, like where they produce mm. power for the grid mm. and they fly drones inside of the, I think he called it burners, like where they actually have probably burned coal or whatever to produce the power. They fly drones in there in Addy mode, so not GPS, but in Addy mode to inspect the walls. But he said it's like three football fields mm-hmm. across. It's that wow. big. So they have drones on the inside wow. to yeah. you know inspect those yeah. things. Because who wants to get on a ladder and climb up <laughs> this thing? Like it, ju- it just totally yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Um, you know, when you look at the technology and we, we circle back on this all the time. It's like, is it going to be saturated? I don't believe so. There's only, there's always going to be new ways, mm-hmm. new way. Ag. Ooh, mm-hmm. that was a good one there. <laughs> good um, there's, yeah, there, there's going to be new ways of how to use this technology. Yeah. Yeah. Totally believe. So if somebody has a little bit of uh, entrepreneurship inside of them and is motivated enough, there's work. Mm-hmm. There's hundred percent. Yep. And, and it might be just, you know, deer might just be a seasonal job during yep. the hunting season, yep. but it opens up a whole new world of, with the knowledge that you have, you know, your comfort level at flying drones, yep. you're going to find things yeah. yep. to do drone related, yeah. 100%. Yeah, like the more people that know that you have a thermal drone, uh, you know, come springtime when they take their animals out for the first time because they were cooped up all winter and they get out of their, you know, fence. They're, and they get lost, they're they're going to be like, oh, yeah, that thermal drone mm-hmm. guy, like maybe I can get him out to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mm-hmm. help me find my lost cattle or, mm-hmm. or whatever it might be. Those calls are happening. I was just talking to an operator in uh, uh, another state that he has been has been getting calls for pet recovery during drone deer recovery season. So it's like, He's getting calls for other yeah. things. Yeah. The craziest call I can remember for pet recovery was in the middle of Brooklyn. You remember that one? Yeah. Yep. A cat escaped in yep. the middle of Brooklyn and a pet owner, I think was, uh, I mean, there's the, it was mileage, but they were wanting to, uh, you know, the, it was actually clear air airspace on yep. that one, yep. but they were going to pay, you know, 900 bucks or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the, because they wanted to find their cat yep. and it was in a park area of about, you know, one block. Yep. Um, and they were like, yeah, how soon can you be? As we were waiting for night to come, the cat returned home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, I mean that we're, we're just talking on thermal side of things and RGB type cameras. But when you start talking about agricultural, that there for sure will be a billion oh, dollar man. industry in itself yeah. is just the agricultural yeah. side of drones. 
And most people that watch us, I believe, either are a farmer or have a buddy that's a farmer or know of a farmer. And the thermal drone pilots currently are already, you know, interacting with those types of people or they're out in those areas, mm -hmm. right? When you're with a hunter, you're mm -hmm. usually in agricultural type yeah. of space. And so I think if somebody is in the thermal and you want to actually make this a life changing, like business mm -hmm. agricultural yeah. is where it's going to be. And the, so the seasons kind of are juxtapositioned perfectly. Yep. You've got agricultural and, and, and the thermal season. Um, and when you have people who've invested half a million dollars in a spray rig, you know, calling to say, I don't want to be left behind. Yep. I want to get into drones. Yep. Teach me how to do it. When you have, uh, helicopter pilots um you know transitioning transitioning over yep. to uh to flying drones it's uh it's like all of this time investment licensing it's like people are identifying that the future is going to be in drones and they want to be a part of it at the very beginning yeah. so yeah like that's the opportunity <laughs> uh my mind just goes wild on on the drone industries like because uh, dji just released uh, their they call it dji fly cart it is the t40 uh, with a uh, cable device that lowers a box and you can put stuff in it and it'll pull it back up and then it, it, it can fly away. I have not heard it. of this, Mike. No, it, it's a thing. And it's like delivery, yes, we we can't do it right now with like how FAA is, but it's I'm telling you, it's going to happen. <laughs> like Where it's like a drone flies out there, yeah. lowers yeah. the thing, you put it, mm -hmm. you know, put whatever your luggage you have, yeah, away it goes. Yeah. Like, wow. no, seriously, check it out. Drone or it's uh, DJI's Fly Cart is, fly what, it, cart. is wow. what it's called. Is know? it commercially available, um, or is it just like, yeah, you can? I don't think you can get them in America yet, but uh -huh. they just uh, they just released it to it, it's it's another line of their drones. No way, Fly wow. Cart, yeah, Fly Cart, yep. So, um, yeah, that's exciting. We have, and then isn't there also bigger uh, drones in the works? Bigger drones, meaning I mean, there's a ton of bigger drones than what DJI. We, uh, well, there's there's new drones called uh, the T60. That right there is uh, we are just looking at the flight cart. You see how it like hangs down? <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. Wow. So, but yeah, there's DJI is already working on bigger drones. Right now in America, we can get what's called the T T40. Yep. Um, they talk about the T50 coming. I believe it is coming. It's just not available yet in the states they tell us spring but i wouldn't tell you to hold your breath because you might uh die if you hold your breath so i mean this is a good question mike yeah. for people that are wanting to you know have this next year 2024 get into agricultural how would you advise people like should they wait for a bigger better drone should no, they buy a drone I don't, now i don't think what would you, you say? should wait because if you wait you are behind the curve right like even mm -hmm. even if the uh, the technology that you buy this season isn't the the best technology for the next season, the knowledge that you gain this season running mm -hmm. that equipment, you're going to be so much further ahead than the next guy that waits to buy the T50, yeah. right? So I bought the the T40s last year. We did drone deer recovery, and, and the experience we got with those drones, it, when the T50 gets here, yeah. yes, we're going to be better on yeah. that. Yeah, but. If we would if we wait, then we don't have the knowledge that we do already operating in T40. So I would say just figure it out. And after the your, after the T50, 
you wait then, wait another year and you have the T60. Yeah, the right? T60. Yeah, because so, the T60 is already being manufactured and produced in China. You can yeah. fly it over there, but when they try to bring that stuff into America, they have to get all this approval yeah. from yeah. the government over here. So, so I, I, no, don't wait. It, that is if you want to do it long term. Like if mm-hmm. you're just want to do it as a side hobby and and you know you want to go spray your food plot or something like that, maybe wait around, but. You might be waiting for 10 years because every so many years, a new mm. piece of technology mm-hmm. is going to come out and you're always yeah. going to be waiting, yeah. waiting. And for the, for the guys that are wanting to do custom application, it's going to be helpful to have a backup drone. In fact, on our, on our rigs, we're going to have oh, yeah. a backup drone. So yep. even if the T50 comes out and it's a lot better, you upgrade to that one, yep. the T40 still has a role in just being backup for when the yes, T50 is absolutely. down for parts. Or, absolutely. Like, and there's stuff people don't think about like depending on the solution that you were spraying, it got gunked up and the sensors and, and, and you need to have it fixed yeah. immediately. Yeah. You know, so that's if, where if you're, you know, if you're custom applicator, if you're a custom applicator and, and, and you have farmers depending on you, you know, you have acres lined up, you have a short amount of time to get them done in. So, yeah. um, I'd say a lot of like who we aim to serve is custom applicators. And then also farmers who are yeah just going to use it for their own purposes. Yep. Farmers are going to be a big market. Like, um, basically, you know, they are already buying, you know, tens of thousands, millions yeah, of dollars yeah. worth of equipment. This piece of equipment is going to save them hundreds of thousands mm-hmm. of dollars once they learn how to use it. Mm-hmm. And that's what we want to set ourselves up for is to, you know, help you, lead you, and educate you on your uh, thermal and also agricultural drone setup. Because if you are a farmer and you have to learn new ways, it's going to take a l- Dude, there yeah. I did it again. New way. <laughs> like, and, and you have to learn a new way to yeah. apply um, or how to spray mm-hmm. your fields with a drone. It's going to take some time. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be here and we're going to mm-hmm. try to help you mm-hmm. get as efficient mm-hmm. as possible. And that's that's the big word mm-hmm. when you start talking about agricultural drones is efficiency. efficiency. Because yep. when people hear a drone spraying uh, 500 acres in a day, they're like, no way. Well, I'm here to tell you, yes way. Like it can be done, but you have to do it efficiently. If you don't know how to run efficiently, the drone won't get that sprayed. Yeah. So that's a huge part in, in this technology is learning how to run it the most efficient Mm -hmm. way Mm -hmm. yeah something that that uh i mean you learn some with experience but mike we went through trying to do it with the xag Mm -hmm. you know it's like when there's a new system um it takes 10 times longer to try to figure out yourself and troubleshoot than just to pick up the phone and call somebody yeah and that's that's what we want to become. And yeah. That's what we're hiring people to yeah. become. Yeah. Is. We we got to have a whole team because uh, the amount of uh, questions we get mm-hmm. right now from yeah. guys that have thermal drones and and I don't mind the calls, but is to get back to you. It's there's so many questions on it, mm-hmm. and I'm telling you what, big drones, ag drones, agricultural side, there is a ton more. Yeah, a ton more to learn than than it is mm-hmm. to have your thermal drone. But that's uh. You know, I, I see I, it, us, it can be taught. I see us delivering drones and then spending a day, half a day teaching people how to use them. Yeah. I yeah. think that's probably I, something I could that, see us honestly setting up a three day, three day training conference, something yeah. where, cause I don't think I can teach you it all yeah. in one day. I mean, I might be able to go through it 
but you to retain that mm -hmm. information. Got to get practice. You got to get the reps in. Yo. And actually, so switching over to the thermal side, like one thing that we've discussed at least, you know, a little bit this week is, is there interest in thermal drone pilots coming to spend a day with our team, with Mike and our team, and learn how to operate thermal drones for deer recovery the way that we do it? Um, is that something that, you know, if we made that available um, for a one-day event, and we hosted you, fed you, whatever, um, is that something that would be of interest? So I, I guess. Yeah. Well, like you're referring if we do that event, like, cause I, I think there's even more people out there that, you know, I've been doing it. You guys have been watching me, but there's other people that have maybe even more knowledge that can help and come in and, and help the whole community, yeah. you know, become better in, in it. So yeah, I, I think there's a lot of people yeah. that would like yeah. that. And so, if you do want to see that, mm -hmm. leave some comments mm -hmm. and let us know. Yeah, because live events is something that we're we're planning for. Mm -hmm. You know, we got plans, we got things in the works, and we're hiring people to help facilitate those things. So it'd be awesome to hear from you guys what what kind of events would be worth you coming to. Yeah. Um, because um, the whole industry is going to keep growing, yep. and and I I think you know. Mike, you get super excited about this and, and it's one of the most fulfilling calls that we get is just people who call us and tell us how they've been winning, yep. you know, with the drone, the knowledge, whatever that they, that we were able to be, play a small part of. Yep. It's them doing the work. Let's not kid ourselves, but you know, we're get to play a small part of that and yep. it's, it's fulfilling. It you know, is. People are, are yep. uh, out there making money and they're winning. So. Yep. I, I couldn't agree more. It's it's definitely fun getting those uh, phone calls for yeah. sure. So here's where we get to see what you guys have told us. You know, what have you guys, uh, uh, what have you guys been saying? Uh, we get to respond to some comments that our producer has chosen. No idea what they are, but we'll jump right in. Let's see. I think you should go in the business of tracking down Bigfoot with the thermal imagery. Yeah, we have actually talked about this. Uh, seriously, there's uh, there's a couple guys that have approached us of, on doing this. Let's do it on a, like a serious this. note. Like there are there are there's a bunch of people that like are seriously invested in that. You know, we everybody has an opinion. <laughs> what if, is if, your opinion? That's what people want to know. That's what I want to know. <laughs> I I don't know. I think if he'd be out there and it's an actual thing, that the thermal drone's going to find him. If he's there. Yeah, right. They, they can't keep um, hiding too many more decades because... Well, that's the thing. They don't hide all the time, according to some of these people, because they are able to... But what I'm saying is, if you think of thermal imagery 20 years from now, if... I'm going to say, if in 20 years we haven't found Bigfoot, he does not exist. Eh, well, you better watch But see, I don't, I don't know anything. Because, I don't... like, you know, I was at an expo, and a guy come up to me and is just dead set, 100%. He has seen yeah. Bigfoot three times in yeah. the last 50 years. And it's like, he gave me the location of it too. And I'm like, well, we could go see if we can find him. <laughs> and uh, so we talked about it. We we probably should go see if we can find him, uh, at least go gotta, to some of those conventions. And yeah, you got to be there at the right time though, right? That's Stick that's around. the tricky thing. Yeah. Like, can you imagine sitting there for 50 years and only seeing him three yeah. times? Yeah, I mean, but they like for the Matrice, they have those uh, landing pads now that charge it up. Yep. And you can, so you got to get a, an army of those out scouting for Bigfoot and oh, we'll, we'll find them. Yeah. I you mean, could use the dock system the dock for system. the Matrice yeah. 30T. Yeah. And have docks all set up yeah, across yeah. the counties. That's and, what we got to do, man. Let's, uh, 
I mean, what yeah. better investment than to find yeah, Bigfoot? Yeah, NetGeo, if you're listening to this, reach out to us and we'll help you find Bigfoot. <laughs> or the organization that uh, does that. Does National Geographic, are they, are they Bigfoot believers, you think? I have no idea, but that's a good question. It's, are, do you believe yeah, that yeah. there's a Bigfoot, Austin? Like, I mean, I'm sure there's big feet around, but is that... Yeah. People want to know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Do you believe it, Kevin? You well, asked I, me. No. I mean, you told me the other day you believe that, there's more Earth. Like there's. Okay. Yeah. So this is it. <laughs> so do you believe there's a Bigfoot? If you believe there's other Earth, like <laughs> so, in the universe. So Mike asked what, me, do I believe if there's life on another planet? Well, no, yeah. I don't. I don't think I asked that. You started talking about aliens, and I was like, No, come on, guys. Like you don't seriously believe that they're aliens. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's like. There hasn't been congressional hearings where ex, you know, special forces, CIA people have testified about Bigfoot the way there has been about aliens. So maybe maybe Bigfoot is an alien. I mean, you've heard it here first. Yeah, that's probably what's up. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. But so you do believe that there's other yeah, Earth? I, 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 I do believe there's aliens. Yeah. Any way we can get thermal drones to like go look for them. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we might have to raise the 400 no, foot no, limit but an alien is something that like lives on another planet originated from another planet planet yeah yeah <laughs> wow we, we so we are I, just I, so far I'm behind be the, on, yeah i have a harder time with bigfoot than i do with aliens huh because is... i mean bigfoot wh why is there not a single clear image of bigfoot like what is with that creature that man whatever like or why what about all the tens of thousands of trail cameras that are out all across America. Like why are there only ever blurry ones? Yeah. Like at some point here, you know, trail cams make it harder to believe. I'd agree with that. But in a in a decade, once everything is satellite I, I don't know, in a we'll either find Bigfoot in the next decade or we will say he does not exist. Yeah. Hey, opinion. I just thought of this. Do you think there will be thermal satellites at some point where Every every part of the world is scanned man. in thermal. Man, yeah. Dude, you could do a whole herd count on your property by <laughs> like just sitting at your computer yeah. and trying to count. You, you them literally dots. just go onto Elon's thermal yeah. app. And but the you, only problem is you don't have RGB cameras. So, well, no, they could. They I'm could. Sure, switch sure they over. would. Yeah, they probably have a different satellite for each one. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we're getting out there now. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> we're moving on. Hi. We hunt just one mile from an airport. Can drones still fly? Planes fly right over us on landing patterns. Uh, depends how big that airport is. Probably not. Uh, almost all airports have a, a circle around them that is controlled uh, airspace, even if it is a really small airport. Um, if they have like instrument approaches, where they can fly in there when it's super cloudy or something like that. Highly unlikely that you can launch your drone. You can launch it if you get a lance from the FAA. Um, basically, you have to fill out a form. You can do it on air control where you tell them what time you're flying, how, fly, how far you're flying. Do you have a VO with you? Is it a sole pilot mission? Like You fill out that form. You send it off to the FAA. They usually try to get back to you within 48 hours. So there are scenarios that if you are within an airport, uh, you know, radius, you will be able to fly. It just takes longer to get the approval. Mm -hmm. um, 
And most uh, most DJI drones uh, are geo locked, so they have geo fences all already built into the software of the drones, and so you couldn't even take off if you are in that area unless it's been unlocked. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a couple different ways to unlock that. Uh, I don't think I should tell you how to unlock that uh, because you should educate yourself and see the safe, safety risk that mm-hmm. are involved mm-hmm. once you do unlock yeah. your, your and, drone. And it's worth saying, right, that the process of unlocking the drone means you're going on record with DJI, with the FAA, on yes. you know you flying in this restricted area. Yes. So anything happens, yes. black SUVs are going to pull up, <laughs> basically. Black SUVs. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Huh. You've seen the FAA and black SUVs. <laughs> now it sounds like you're in the secret service. <laughs> Just saying it's not something to trifle with. It's flying in restricted airspace. And I love this question yeah. because the more that the industry grows and the more mature that we get as drone pilots, you know, airspace awareness is going to be an increasingly yep. important thing. Yep. So, yeah, great so question. It is a good question. We, we actually had a call and I worked hard to try to get a clearance to fly mm-hmm. uh, in. It was Class Charlie airspace. So Class Charlie is where big airliners and stuff fly into. And uh, I was just off of the approach end of the runway about a mile off of it and right in the, you know, right, right in the approach. So I tried my best to try to get clearance and I needed to get it quickly because this deer was already shot for 20, 24 hours before they called me. And I went through all the loops and talked with the tower and talked with the FAA and FISDO and inspectors. And they basically, there's nothing they can do to give you approval mm-hmm. right then and there. Mm-hmm. So it has to be a paper process. Mm-hmm. I think that paper process is to have record of, yeah, yeah. you know, if something were to go wrong. And uh, unfortunately, I was not able to get that approval. And so, did it come back then too late, or was it? Just I, I never, approved? I never even applied because the hunter. I basically kept the hunter in the loop and was like, "I'll try to get this approved today." You know, with me being an instrument pilot yeah. and a private yeah. pilot, and uh, talking to the towers, I was going to have a VO on the radios, and we we were going to yeah. navigate this thing. I believe I could have done it safely. Uh, they just couldn't give me a give me approval unless it went through yeah. the FAA. Yep. Even though I talked to everybody I needed to talk to, right? Like if I'd be talking to Tower, mm-hmm. they know I'm there. Um, I talked to FISDO, their uh, their service, was it like a service supervisor or something like that? And he basically said, I, I think it's a great idea. I just can't give you mm-hmm. that approval. You're going to have to do it mm-hmm. through the FAA. Yep. So, um, yeah, that one I never went to look for, and I, don't, I never heard if the hunter was able to recover it. But good question. I appreciate that. Uh, I think it's just give a little education to the average drone flyer. Like, how can they find? I mean, they don't want to get permission, but how do they find? Well, I I, I told him earlier in this uh, question about where you find, you know, what is the airspace. There's an app called Air Control um, that you can download on your phone. It, it two words, Air, and then Control. And then you create an account in there and then you can use your location where you're at and zoom around on it uh, on like in America or I don't know if it's available in other other countries, but uh, air control will show you where airspace is and it'll give you blocks with inside of that airspace on what the altitude restrictions are like. Even though I'm in class Charlie airspace, like let's say I go up to Canton and I'm in class Charlie airspace. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean I can't fly there. It just means I can't fly certain altitudes. 
So yeah, like the ceiling Kevin's is lower. Yep, yeah, Kevin's got it pulled up here. So that's class Charlie right there. So I'm looking at uh, like you have different colors of circles yep. with different um, levels of airspace control. And yep, now keep keep uh, zooming in there, and then you'll see you see how those boxes. Yeah. So if you're within that inside that box, then you can only yep. go to 100 feet. But if you're within, so if you're looking at the map, you're gonna see um, the big circle around the airport has you know 400, 400, 400, 100, 200 feet. Yep. And then you're free to fly up to that altitude. Yeah. With any kind of permit or just it's it's free up to. I that. mean, but here's the deal: like you can you can fly up to that altitude, but. If you are concerned that you're on the approach end, I would say still notify. Like fill out a lance. It's yeah. that it is that easy. So on that, you can that, do that in the app. Yeah, it's you can a, do that. There's in a the tab app. for yep. it. Yep. You you put if you're a part 107 or yep. Re rec yep. recreational. If you have time to do that, if you don't have time and you want to launch, like give yourself a safety buffer. If they tell you you can go up to 200 feet, I would say set your altitude at you know 190 or 195. Mm. Don't push that mm. limit of 200. Just because, like, if they do have scanners and they have, you know, your remote, your remote ID that's linked to every drone that's now sold in America, you might, you know, yeah, get be seen. safe. Be yeah. safe. Yeah, yep. it's, it makes sense. Absolutely. Yep. What's next? Great podcast. Good luck in your first drone deer recovery, Kevin. Will that ever happen, do you think? I don't know. <laughs> We're so busy uh, developing all these things yeah. that we need to help with customer yeah. service. Um, I, I think, yeah, we, we have to get you out. Yeah, the the, the hunting season ends it, and, end of uh, here, January. Here in Ohio, it's the first Saturday in February. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So we got a little bit of time, but. Yeah, we'll probably push that off. Uh, for another couple weeks. Yeah. And then, and then after that, probably another couple weeks. Yeah. So <laughs> it might it's good. To, it's good to have deadlines like this. So. Yeah. And, and you uh, guys staying on him. That's good too. It's like, okay, like we haven't done this yet. And <laughs> we told him we probably will. Because that one day I was so pumped up. I, I, I told you, Hey, I'm going to come get your bow. I'm oh yeah. Cause you watch this. my hunt. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, man, that seems like, an, you oh. never even picked up the bow. Well, you never texted me back that I should come get it. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to blame it on me. The bow is literally hanging right over there if you want to go grab it. Yeah, I should. Yeah, I should. We should actually go get it and see if you can even pull it back. Oof. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, that, it, I, that know, I know that you shouldn't let it go if there's not an arrow in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely So not. I'll be right back. <laughs> Are you actually going to get it? Okay, I'll, I'll teach you how to. You got to. It's the one that's kind of like green, not the purple one. That's my wife's. It's hanging right when you get inside the door on on the left. Wait, do you think he'll do you think he'll be able to pull it back, Austin? What? Do you think he'll be able to pull it back? Uh, I don't know. I, I wasn't able to pull back mine the first time. Oh yeah. Yeah. So Yeah, I don't know what this one's set to. I think this one is like a 60 60 pound drawback. Uh you're going to first uh, put on this uh this release. Are you right hand or left hand? I mean, I feel like I'm this kind of a hand. Okay, yep, right? yep, yep, yep. So you're, you're right hand shooting. So take this off. I'll hold this. Um, that's called a re release. So I'm putting this on my, on this hand, am I not? Yep, yep, I'm putting it on there. Mm -hmm. Do I know how to do this? Oh, you do know how to do this? Have you done this? I've never done this. <laughs> <laughs> you're seeing it first, live on the Drone Deal Recovery Podcast. Kevin is gonna try to Okay, he's struggling already. Put your arm up here so we can watch you struggle. He's struggling already just putting this on. This is harder than uh, flying a drone. 
Okay, he's about to get the. Uh, okay, okay. So Boom. he's got. So you don't want that too tight. You you want a little loose. Yeah, that's probably good there. Yep. Okay. So super important when you when you put that. Mm -hmm. So you put that on there like like such. Yep. Oh, if for the guys that aren't watching this on YouTube, you you can't see what he's doing. So make sure you keep your finger behind that. Yeah. If you t even just slightly touch that yeah. thing. So just yeah, just close your hand like like that. Yep, like that. Just don't even think okay. about touching yep. that. And then is uh, this is this like I mean this is your bow? Is yeah, this a special bow? Uh, I mean it's not really that special. It's it's not heavy heavy. Is it custom or anything? Or I mean if I ruin it basically, how 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 much in trouble am I? I can get probably new limbs and a string. Okay, for so it, but, no uh, no worries. Okay, go ahead and. Uh, 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 can you step back there? I just, what if it flies apart and it Should I fling it at the camera? No, no, no. Like, I just, just don't shoot it. Like. I mean, I'm not, as long as I have my hand here, I'm not going to shoot Okay, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. But you're making me nervous. Can I get an arrow? Okay, come on. Just pull, <laughs> see. Okay, now it's going to, now hold it. Because now you don't have any yeah, weight right, holding. Yeah, right. Feels... Yep. So. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Yeah, see. Yeah, that right there. So you gotta actually keep pulling, pulling back a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. So you. So here, man, then you're gonna like shave off part of your mustache. Here. Well, you have an anchor point always in the same anchor. I mean, I can, man. If that was a deer, I'm you, you think him. you could shoot him? Which one am I aiming? The red one or the green one? Uh, the very top pin. Yeah. Yeah, it'd take us a little bit of time. Right now, if you let that fly, you're gonna snap your arm. Like okay, it's gonna well, hit your arm. I will gently. Yeah, hey, you did it. Pulled back his first time ever Ooh. compound bow live on the Drone Deer Recovery Podcast. Did it feel good? I mean, if, if yeah, it feels I, good. I think yeah. the draw weight or the draw length is too long for you. Because like, I, I have to like hold it way back here. Yeah. Well, yeah. And when I draw it back, when I come to lock, because you basically uh -huh. lock your shoulders, that that uh, corner of the, the string sets up right here mm -hmm. at the peak of my mouth where yours is setting up back on your cheek. So I think this is a, a little too long for you. Cool. But, I mean, it, Austin even struggled trying to shoot this shoot this bow. Yeah, but. Our listeners, where they want to go, where they can go up there want to watch it. Oh, where they, where they want to, yeah. If you guys are listening to this and you're not watching it, you can watch it on YouTube. Uh, the, the podcast is live on YouTube, but you, yeah. For the ones that were watching it and the ones that want to see it, <laughs> YouTube. But let's be honest. If you, you aren't, uh, if you aren't, uh, if you haven't been watching the podcast on YouTube, this is not a good reason to start. I mean, this was not that exciting. I'm gonna no, be honest. No, no, it wasn't that exciting. But, dude, see, that's what's crazy though. Like it, you're in this space of hunting, and we talk about it all the time. Like you never grew up around mm -hmm. this. Never grew up and around it. Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah. Something about it just seems crazy that I met you that day at the at the oh coffee shop yeah yeah that was we we had a christmas party last week and we kind of talked about the story and we have mm -hmm. a video that's coming out mm -hmm. um you don't want to miss that one. Oh yeah should we tell them what they can do i just think we got to tell them that oh no because this comes out on friday and so we don't know right so like that video is dropping the 25th it's dropping on christmas day okay yeah and, and you have got to watch it to the end if, if you what? want a chance yeah we, we can tell them right might as well tell them yeah 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 so you're gonna want to watch that video and see what you have to do but we're going to we're gonna give a drone away we're gonna uh, we're gonna pick someone steps. Yep, yeah we're gonna pick we're gonna pick someone who who wants to get into the drone space and then we're gonna we're gonna give them a drone yep. as well as training from our team and yep. 
and but you got to watch that video to see how to get entered. Yeah. So make should, sure to watch that. Um, and, and that's probably only for the people that really listen to this, to this point, right. are going to watch it. Yeah. So we'll see <laughs> what else we got there. Austin. Brayden should start a podcast. Yeah. Brayden talked good. Like he was a little, um, he said, I'm not good on, uh, on podcasts because I don't know what to talk about or something like that. Uh, and I was, I thought he did great. He was like, Mike, what do we talk about? Well, we and, sat here for an hour or something <laughs> and, and it was basically like we could have kept going. Yeah. And so, there were basically, there were steaks waiting to be oh, made, yeah, steaks. juicy yep, steaks. Yep, yep. And, uh, yeah, you guys really went out. No, I, I think Brayden, <clears throat> Brayden would be a, a, a great, um, podcast, uh, host. Yeah. Agreed. He should, uh, he should try it if he wanted to, but of course there's like, the man is busy. Yeah. The man is busy and. You want to talk about a market that's saturated? What market? Podcast market. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. Yeah, but there are a lot of podcasts. Yep. Yeah. There's a podcast Virginia, for everyone. Wow. Wow. Why did you pick that voice? Like, <laughs> of all the. Of all the of all oh the voices. Okay, good. I'm glad we chose that okay, one. Okay, Virginia, you cannot hunt yeah. the property until the next day after we fly. Wh- what is your hunting. opinion about this, Mike? I think it if if that's how they want to implement a rule, mm-hmm. do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I see nothing wrong with that. Um, to make, if somebody's using a thermal drone and locates a deer that is, you know, um, alive, you can't hunt that property till the next day. Fine with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, at least some type of regulation. You can't just say don't do it. Don't. Yeah. Like, can't allow it. It's well, illegal. Like, and, and at least the state is responding to technology. Oh well, we don't know that if this was a state for sure. I mean, this is just somebody saying us that this is what it reads. Oh, yeah. I would say, if you're in Virginia, still do your due diligence <laughs> to figure out. Because Wait, you, you mean don't y- just go okay. off? Well, the drone Deer recovery uh, podcast guy said that you can. I thought that the way you build businesses is based on YouTube comments. Just that's the source of truth for anything you need to know. Okay. Yeah. Basically look at the YouTube comments. If there's anything you need to know, <laughs> that is where you will find ultimate truth. <laughs> Sarcasm. <laughs> um, we want to get uh, some special guests back on the podcast. If you have anybody that you would want to see on here, leave a comment, get us in touch with them. Uh, they can, you can email me if you want to. Uh, yeah, I'll, I will give you my email, Mike at DroneDeerRecovery.com, and uh, we'll get them on the Drone Deer Recovery podcast and talk what it is that they want to talk about. We are wanting to get um, other folks, maybe not in the industry, like that are well-known, but have a passion in deer hunting mm-hmm. and anatomy of deer and stuff like that. So that will be coming at some point. But for now... Uh, I think this is all we got for this one. We're going to wrap it up. Do you have anything to add on this one? Nothing, but thanks for watching and uh, look forward to seeing you in the next one. All righty. We're out.